Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Today for the meditation of the scriptures, let us open the Bible and turn to Psalm 99. The theme of the Psalm 99 is the exalted reign of the Lord Jesus Christ and the fact that Lord our God is most holy. In fact, three times here in the Psalm, the Lord is declared to be holy, similar to the thrice holy chant of the cherubim. The psalmist here recollects the fact that Jehovah is exalted above all the nations and not just Israel and he realizes this and exhorts the people and encourages the people to exalt the Lord and worship him. The focus on the holiness of God is a great exhortation for the people to be holy as the Lord says, Be holy for I am holy. Verses 1 to 3 of the psalm reminds us to exalt and praise the Lord for he is highly exalted over the nations. And verses 4 and 5 talks about the nature of his righteous reign here on this earth and therefore we should worship him. And verses 6 onwards till 9 reminds us of the past faithfulness of the Lord and again his holiness that we should continue to be in his presence and worship him. Verses 1 to 3 says, The Lord reigns, let the peoples tremble. He sits enthroned upon the cherubim, let earth quake. The Lord is great in Zion, he is exalted over all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name, holy is he. All through history when we see the people of God have always been a minority, but always when we consider the real state of things, the spiritual state of things, we see because God has been on the side of the people of God, always they have become the majority. And here it's a reminder that because God reigns, we can also rest assured of a future that is in the Lord's presence. We see three things over here. In verse 1, the word says he sits enthroned upon the cherubim. Secondly, in verse 2, he says, the Lord is great in Zion. Thirdly, he says, he is exalted over all the peoples. Number one, God is great and exalted in the heavenly realms itself. Secondly, God is greatly exalted among the covenant people because in Zion, where his name is known, where his people come and worship him at his footstool, they all exalt his name and they all say praise to his holy name. And lastly, we see that he is exalted over all the peoples of the earth, whether they acknowledge his lordship or not, he is highly exalted above them. Another reason why the people of earth can tremble and cover in the presence of God in reverential awe is because of his great holiness. The psalmist says, let them praise your great and awesome name because he is holy. When we look at verse 3, we are also reminded of the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ has been given the name above all names because he humbled himself even to the point of death on the cross for the salvation of mankind. And because he humbled himself, he has received the name which is above all names, the name at which every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess that he is indeed the Lord. The fact that such a holy God should come down to this earth and enter into a covenantal relationship with us sinners, that is a fact that is beyond our comprehension. But that is a fact that prompts us to worship him in spirit and in truth and give ourselves wholeheartedly into his presence. Verses 4 and 5 of the psalm talks about the reign of the Lord in righteousness and justice and that is the reason why we, the people of God, are called to worship him at his footstool because he is holy and just and his reign is righteous. The Lord is perfectly righteous in his character and nature and he is perfectly just in his actions and he wants his people to be a reflection of who he is in character as well as in actions. That is why in the new covenant, the Lord promises that he will give us a heart 
where the law of the Lord will be written on our hearts and we will have the strength to obey God's word and seek to please him and do his will because the Holy Spirit has come into us. Verse 4 and 5 says, If the king in his might loves justice, you have established equity, you have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God, worship at his footstool, he is indeed holy. In verse 5, the psalmist reminds us the following things. He says, exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. How can we exalt the Lord? The answer to that lies in verse 4. When we do the works of justice, when we are driven and motivated by the Spirit of God, when we take on the very nature of God and when we are just and righteous in our lives, that means we shall come to the state of exalting the Lord our God through our lives and in our lives. And that is the spiritual worship that the Lord is looking for from his covenantal community. When the psalmist wrote these words to the nation of Israel, God wanted them including the king as well as the people to be the right people on earth reflecting the glory of God and reflecting the nature of God and reigning in righteousness and peace and justice. In most of the prophetic utterances that the Lord would give to the nation of Israel, his heart was revealed in that he wanted more than the sacrifices that they brought to him. He wanted the sacrifice of their heart and a heart that was right with God and a life that reflected the glory of God in Israel. The key verse of the psalm is verse 5 which says, Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool for he is holy. Dearly beloved, that is the instruction that the Lord wants all of us to enjoy and take up in our own lives. In the last section of the psalm, verses 6 to 9, the psalmist talks about the various dealings of God with the nation of Israel. And he says, Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel also was among those who called upon his name. They called to the Lord and he answered them. In the pillar of the cloud, he spoke to them. They kept his testimonies and the statute that he gave them. O Lord, our God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God to them, but an avenger of their wrongdoings. Exalt the Lord, our God, and worship at his holy mountain, for the Lord, our God, is holy. In this section of the psalm, the psalmist reminds us that there were a select set of people who actually approached God to call out to him and they received the answer from God in prayer. But thankfully for us, in the dispensation of the new covenant, the Lord's throne is accessible to all. And by the blood of Jesus, when we enter into the presence of God, the Lord says the new and living way has been consecrated for us so that we can boldly come before the throne of grace and receive the grace and mercy that we need at any point of time. We do not have to go to a particular place. We do not have to go approach through a set of people, a select set of people. It is direct access for every believer, for every believer is now a child of God who has access to the throne room of God. Under the old covenant what happened was God had provided priests who ministered at the altar and were mediators between his people and their God. But today Jesus Christ has become the mediator for us as we read in 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 5 and he constantly intercedes for us and he is perfecting each one of us so that we can stand in his presence and make our prayers known to him and our prayers are made acceptable because of the intercession of the Lord. To the lost sinner, the throne of God is a throne of judgment. But to the child of God, a believer, it is a throne of grace from where we can come to him in worship and we can praise him and we can receive the grace and mercy that we need at any point of time. 
In these verses, the psalmist reminds us that often Moses, Aaron, Samuel and the prophets like that had to intercede for the disobedient people of Israel and mercifully the Lord heard them and answered their prayers. Now, the Lord himself knew that Moses and Samuel were men of God who could stand before his presence and they were men of prayer as well. Now, we see that God has opened this limited ministry in the Old Covenant to an infinite form in the New Covenant where every child of God can graciously receive the answer to the prayer when we come before the Lord and when we kneel down in prayer, the Lord will graciously respond to our prayer requests. And one of the great truths that Jesus taught us was concerning the prayer as to how to radically approach God in a new way, in an intimate way and receive the answer to our prayers. The privileges that were given to the Old Testament priesthood are exalted and given anew to the New Covenant royal priesthood that we the people of God or we the church are. And we understand that his gracious ministry of speaking to the children is available to us even today because he continuously speaks to us from the word of God and through the word of God. He hears our prayers and he answers our prayers. But he also disciplines us when we sin and forgives us when we are right before God, when we confess our sins before the Lord. He is gracious and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Verse 8 reminds us that the Lord is a forgiving God, but he is also an avenger of their wrongdoings. That doesn't mean that he punishes them, but rather he chastises them just as a father would lovingly chastise his dear son so that he can be brought into the side of obedience, so that he can be turning from his sinful ways and come back into the side of the father. The entire Old Testament in some ways is a record of how gracious the Lord is in the repeated number of times that he forgives the nation of Israel and gives them another opportunity to serve him and to love him. Indeed, his grace is new every morning. It is by his mercies that we are not consumed and great is the faithfulness and loving kindness of our God. Dearly beloved, as we remind ourselves of that fact in our life. That is the greatest reason why we can come before him and worship him. Verse 9 says, Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain for the Lord our God is holy. In spite of his holiness, he is so patient, he is so loving towards us that he forgives us our sins and once again restores us back into his presence and gives us a new chance to enter into his presence and to do his will and to be his children and demonstrate his glory through our lives. How gracious is our God. As we remind ourselves of the fact that the Lord is holy, that the Lord is righteous and the Lord is just. Our reasonable response to that love is to worship him, to praise him and to exalt him and to remember that he is holy and order our lives in a manner that is worthy of his holy name. May the Lord help us and bless us through the meditation of these scriptures.